Hi guys, today I'm just going to look at my own musical education. I came into the world of music academia a little bit later than most people after they'd left school. But after I left school I thought to myself I want to do music properly, you know. Back then of course there wasn't any rock schools or pop schools or there wasn't anything like that. There was It was only classical music and you couldn't just walk into classical academia. It just wasn't like that and most people were very unwelcoming to say the least because you can't, it's not something you can just walk into, it's something that from a young child you're sort of brought up in or you sort of grow up in or you're sort of part of. Anyway one day I said well okay let's go and get some lessons so I phoned this teacher and he said yeah because um, I explained I wanted, I had these Ted Green um, chord chemistry books and I said oh, I want you to explain these to me. And so I went to this lesson and took these um, two books with me, these great volumes of um, jazz chord chemistry. Anyway, he looked at me um, with a bewildered look <laughs> and said, look, if you're going to do music, um, you need to start from the beginning and you need to learn basic theory and then build off of there and learn piano lessons as well in order to understand the theory so you can visualize it and you can see it and you can hear it and you can understand how it works and then you can go off and do your jazz thing but amazingly after the first lesson this guy had no he's a great teacher he had no sense of discrimination unlike most classical the people in the classical world he didn't have that kind of discrimination oddly enough it's very strange strange scenario because he looked at me at the end of the lesson <clears throat> and he said well you should apply to Leeds College of Music and I'm like what Everybody's telling me not to apply to these music schools, you know. And he said, no, you need to apply to, to the Leeds College of Music. And I said, well, I might need other exams. And then he guided me to sort of go to the local college and take other exams like English and maths and all of this sort of thing. He also said, go and apply for all the music courses um, in the college. And I said, well, there's not really that many music courses. And he said, just apply for everything. I said, but you can't just apply for everything because there are people, you know, from the classical world who are already on these courses. That's part of their kind of cultural world that they've grown up in, and I've not grown up in their world. And he said, just apply for it anyway. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But I did, and I'm glad I listened to him because next thing I knew, I was on all of these courses. Obviously at the back of the class, but um, I was on all of these courses. And amazingly, I was learning things that I found interesting. Most importantly, I was learning things that I could actually use in real life. And that was a big difference between academia or academics and actually learning music that you can actually take what you need and apply it to real life. So supposing you're looking at a score like this, you could just take it and then you could analyze it. So we might have something like this. Now for the student who's grew up in the classical world, that might not be very interesting, but for me, it was like, ah, this is how you make this type of music, is it? And I learned a lot about orchestration and a lot about um, how all of this works, how to structure it. And that's what a lot of it is, it's knowledge of how it works, how it's structured, how chords are used, how um, uh, compositional techniques are used, how things like um, imitation, counterpoint, string writing, how you use different colours of different instruments like the brass and the woodwind. So when I was doing these exams and taking these lessons, it wasn't just academic for me. For me, it was never academic anyway. It was always about how am I going to use this in real life? And then I would take it and I would actually use it.
And this is really how I started to really develop and I noticed other people didn't. They were just doing exams for academic reasons. And that's great if that's what you want to do. But for me, um, even doing the basic theory exams, it was like, ah, this is how this works, this is how this that works, this is how you write for the strings, is it? And you, you know, you have the SATB, soprano, alto, tenor and bass, and the writing for voices as well. So even on a very elementary level, which I was on, um, Although I was learning it, I was learning it to use it, you know, in real life as well. And that's that's the key thing, because when you start to do that with music, it's you, you can make sense of it. So, for instance, if you write something for the strings, you can write it, like I say, for the voices, S-A-T-B. Um, and also, if you're writing, say, for four guitars, things like this, you can understand how to structure things. And um, how to use the bass, how to use voicings, how to use chords, how to use substitutions, and things like this. And so the classical world has sort of taught me a lot, very quickly actually. Um, I can remember doing O-level music with him as well, and it was like, that exam, there was just like scores of music. And he said to me, yeah, you've got to do the O-level music, that'd be a very good one to do, and it'll help you get onto the next course that I wanted to do. And um, and he showed me that there was a score, there was Axis and Galatea, which is like an oratorio, there was Dido and Aeneas Purcell, Brahms Academic Festival Overture, Mozart clarinet quintet so it was like this many scores and you have to write essays and things like this or you have to do counterpoint string writing all of this sort of stuff and um, because I took an interest of how to use it in real life I actually got quite good at it because I wasn't looking at it purely as academia I wasn't thinking well if I write this the examiner will give me 100% marks I was thinking if I learn this I can apply it to this <laughs> you know and um, so that was my first sort of beginnings of getting into into music, um, academia as it were. Anyway, as I started to progress through this kind of academic world, what I found was that there was lots of courses available, but most people in this academic world didn't really want to go on these courses. So I would sort of go on anything. I mean, if there was a course for how to play the triangle in the orchestra, I'd go on it, I, you know. Um, I didn't care. So yeah, I did lots of courses on just about anything and everything. And it was like, you know, cl anything classical, jazz, um, loads of jazz stuff, uh, uh, big bands, anything you could think of. <laughs> and then whether I could do it or not, I didn't care. I just went along and uh, tried my best. Of course, the other thing when you're doing classical music is that you can't really do electric guitar playing like Yngwie Malmsteen, who at that time was, was a new sort of thing. It wasn't a cliche like it is now so much. It was a, quite a new thing. Not that it did me any good, mind you. Um, so if I did classical music, they would say something like, um, <clears throat> instead of playing guitar, you can learn orchestral percussion. So then I was learning orchestral percussion, and that was like really, really useful as well. I learned a lot from that, oddly enough. And the guy who used to teach me was really into composing and stuff, and really interested in what I was composing. So I'd take my compositions in and show them and things like this. and. And he'd also let us into the orchestra sometimes to hear these great works played and all sorts of things. So I was sort of getting this great knowledge. And learning percussion is very useful, even if you're, I mean, I was only on a basic level here, but um, <clears throat> it teaches you a lot about how, how to structure rhythm within orchestral music, which is, for me, rhythm's the most important thing anyway. Because if you, if you can handle rhythm, you can carry anything harmonically. But um, I learned a lot about how really to structure things rhythmically, and especially if you're going to orchestrate something, because you've got to think about rhythm and space and pitch and this type of thing, tone, timbre. 
So yeah, I learned a lot from that. And um, also though, I had to have piano lessons. Having piano lessons from a classical teacher is like, a, I don't know what the word is. At the time, at the time, the top boxer at the time was Mike Tyson. And I can remember sometimes having piano lessons and thinking to myself, I wish I was in the ring right now with Mike Tyson and he's beating the absolute crap out of me. Because I'd prefer that than have to sit there at the piano with a piano teacher sort of psychologically beating the crap out of me. It's not like pop music or rock music. When you're having these lessons, you, every note that you play is, is scrutinised, really. So these piano lessons that I had, terrible as they were, um, they're the things that made me. And that's the thing with music. It's, the, it's when you're... It's when you're really struggling with something and you, and you just can't do it. But you have to find a way to do it. You have to overcome it. And you over, only really overcome it through keep going. <laughs> You know, you can only just keep going and keep going and keep going. That's all there is. Um, and that's what happened to me. I just kept going. And I didn't like the lessons. But this woman, she taught me about, um, again, rhythm. I can't explain how important this is. Because um, it was painful. But at the same time, it taught me things that I couldn't do and I didn't know. And it made me learn them. And it taught me about rhythm and, most importantly, about dynamic, playing loud and soft. But this piano teacher really made me into a very good musician, oddly enough. Um, very difficult situation, wouldn't want to go through it again, but <laughs> it was necessary and it, for me that was really paid off, especially down the line when I you know, started training with really good piano teachers. In amongst this I did lots of jazz training and um, played in all sorts of things, jazz groups, big bands and all sorts of stuff. But one of the things I did do is I took jazz drum lessons and that really helped with, again, with rhythm, with jazz timing, um, syncopation, anticipation. Because when you're playing jazz drums, the ride cymbal technique is like the alternate picking. You know, when people learn alternate picking in rock music, it's just doing a tremolo and hammering on anything. But in jazz, you've got to play in time. You've got to be able to play the rhythms. You've got to be able to syncopate. And alternate picking is very similar to the, the jazz, the, the um, ride cymbal technique. And we just spend hours with all these rhythms on this ride cymbal. And um, yeah, jazz drums really, really helped me with, with rhythm. But also in that time, I took um, jazz piano lessons privately. And um, again, they were, um, they were horrendous, to say the least. Um, they, it was difficult because the assumption would be, if you're going to learn jazz piano, is that you're going to learn to play like my coin tina, and you're going to be playing chords and, and, and scales. But of course, jazz isn't really like that. It's, um, he would just say, well, he, you would get a lead sheet, let's say, um, of standard notation, let's say Stella by Starlight, just standard notation, just basic quavers, crotchets, that's it. And then what you had to do is you had to syncopate it, learn how to syncopate the melody to anticipate it, and then, of course, how to recompose it, which is what improvisation is, it's recomposing music, not just doing a scale over a chord. So... That was that was difficult, and it's just like it's like brains. It's like taking someone's brain apart and having to remake it and then put it back together again. And it was like very difficult for me. I found it very very difficult, um, very very boring. As a composer, I found it interesting, but it was like the other thing with with jazz is that jazz piano is that it's very different than classical. Jazz is more like this. You sort of pushing in the notes. Classical is much more like this, um, and it was difficult. Having said that, the teacher I had was a really brilliant teacher. He, he was quite old, he must have been about 70 at the time. A funny sort of guy. And it's good that he had the temperament to teach me, basically, because <laughs> it must have been difficult for him as well. But 
he used to have lessons as well with this classical teacher. I don't know what her name was. I think it might be Mona Lipperty. It was somebody like that, and she must have been about 90 at the time. Because he used to say, oh, I've got to go and have lessons with this, this old woman. This old, and she was a very well-known, well-to-do sort of concert pianist of her day. And he said, oh, I've got to go and have lessons with this, this old lady. And, it, and he showed me all the techniques that she used to show him. And he showed me all these finger techniques they used to do, all these little exercises. And he said, I just spent half an hour just doing this and nothing else. But then he'd say, look, you know, he'd show me how these things work in terms of, you know, classical techniques. So it really helped me, actually, with classical music, oddly enough. And um, it was really expensive. I think he's paying about £80 for half an hour back then, which is probably equivalent to about £250 for half an hour lesson today, maybe £200. Very expensive. And, um, but he's telling me that these little exercises that he learns with her, these little secrets, um, you know, they really helped him with his own playing. So it was very useful for me because I was getting the jazz thing and I get and we, our lessons were only about half an hour or an hour, but I'd maybe in there for two hours because he'd be showing me all this classical stuff. So that really helped as well. So I got a, a huge education. I was just very lucky. I got a huge education from it. Although the jazz stuff I found very um, just not difficult. It's not the word. It's um, it's not the word that you think it's going to be. You think it's going to be all scales and showing off, and it's just not like that at all. Okay, so this video is really just the basics of my musical education is actually a lot larger than that oddly enough but um it's difficult to, to interweave it all because it's all kind of from different teachers different times different places but the point of this is that the key to music is is knowledge you have this knowledge you have to have a, a base which is rhythm from the rhythm you can then perform the harmony so you need the rhythm first really to perform the harmony because then you can actually carry a tune or a melody rhythmically you can carry it and you can carry it with confidence of course because you can rhythmically carry it from that you'll have the dynamic loud soft light and dark so that it sounds musical or pianoforte as it's called in classical music and then you can it will sound musical because it won't just be one sound it or monotone sort of dynamic it will have different layers and contours of course you've got textures as well musical textures pitch textures and once you can apply it confidently to one thing or one instrument it's very easy to then go and apply it to different instruments that's why when somebody says oh that guy plays 20 instruments well it doesn't really mean anything is he is he any good on one instrument that's really what it is because if you're good on one instrument it's very easy to get good on another because you have an understanding a natural um, understanding of how things work how things are structured just like anything Anyway, if this video is of any interest to you, please smash the subscribe button, smash the like button, and I'll see you all in the next video. Thank you for watching.